Hey, this is Steve Campbell from the C3 Church. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. Our prayer for you is that you'll be blessed, equipped, and enabled as you listen to this message. God bless you. And part of the conference uh, you saw maybe just very briefly there, we invited a lady called Kemi Kellyoso to actually be part of the conference. Kemi is a, a mutual friend of a friend of mine called Katrina from Kerith Church. And uh, Katrina always told me about Kemi and how great she was and how she was a great friend. And she's another lady that runs a, a women's conference. She leads the church together with her husband, Tope, in Jubilee Church in London. And I met her um, at a leadership conference, and I just passed my card to her and said, I believe you know Katrina. I'd love to get to know you. And she said, oh, that would be great. And from that moment on, probably about two years ago, we've been in regular contact. We have a WhatsApp group with a group of women ministers. We pray for each other. We support each other. And I know that you're going to be really blessed by Kemi. She's going to bring a word to us of faith for our Mother's Day service, but also looking in our series of Remain. And she's looking at faith this morning. So let's give it up for Kemi Kellyoso, who's going to come on video right now. Let's applaud her as if she was in the room. Good morning, C3 Church Cambridge. What a joy it is to be with you. I'm going to start straight away by reading from the Bible. So why don't you come with me to Exodus chapter 2, and I'll be reading from verses 1 to 4. Now a man from the house of Levi went and took as his wife a Levite woman. The woman conceived and bore a son, and when she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him three months. When she could hide him no longer, she took, she took for him a basket made of bulrushes and daubed it with bitumen and pitch. She put the child in it and placed it among the reeds by the river bank. And his sister stood at a distance to know what will be done to him. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for this opportunity to come and share your word this morning. And I do pray, Father, that you will prepare hearts to receive your word. I pray, Father, that you will speak through me, that, the, that everyone will be edified by your word today and that your name will be glorified in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen, Amen. Well, a good morning to you once again. It is really a joy and a privilege to be sharing with you this morning. I want to say thank you to your pastors, Pastor Steve and Pastor Angie, for inviting me. And yes, it is Mother's Day. So um, happy Mother's Day to you all. 
well mother's day whether you you know whether you have a mother are a mother want to be a mother mother's day is one of those days that we all get to celebrate in and um, i have two sons and they were when they were young they were super cute and i know that every mother thinks that their kids are super cute but mine were super super cute and as you can see i am not lying they were such cuties when they were little um and then they grew older and they're grown men now and not not i don't think cute is quite the word we'd use to describe them as you can see and then the next picture is us as a family with my husband toppy um, we pastor a church in london called jubilee church london well when they were little and they were in that their super cute phase they loved mother's day mother's day to them you know it was an exciting time so like the day before i know that they would have made a card at school their dad would have taken them out to go and get some flowers or a present and they would do their best to keep it a secret but you know they'll whisper but they will whisper in the loudest voices and so you could hear them so i would pretend that i didn't know what was going on well the plan was this that they would bring breakfast up to me in bed and um, you, you lie there as a mother thinking, what kind of state is the kitchen in? But you know, you play along. And so they'll come in with the breakfast and they'll bring the card that they'd made at school. And there were no budding artists, these boys, you know, they, they did their best. But whenever they brought their cards, they were so heavy handed with the paint and the glue. And for some reason they loved glitter. So the card would be absolutely covered in glitter. But the problem is this, it would not be dry. So the minute they gave me the card and I opened it, the glitter would just go everywhere. But you just, you know, just to see the look on their faces as they looked at me, knowing that I was going to love it. And the truth is that no matter what the card looked like or felt like or wherever the glitter went, I loved it because I knew that it came from their heart. They were just, you know, it was just such a, a memorable thing to do. Well, the truth is that as as a mother, you know, a motherhood, yes, motherhood has its joys, but also motherhood has its trials. So motherhood really is a journey. It really is a journey of faith. Now, I want to share with you about one mother's journey of faith. Now, when we talk about faith, there are different ways that people would define faith. But faith according to the Bible, faith according to the Bible, the Bible tells us that faith is inherent trust and enduring confidence in the power, wisdom and goodness of God. That's the way that the Bible would describe faith. Um, it, you know, it's this deep rooted, ingrained trust in God. And you're trusting in a God who is omnipotent. You're trusting in a God who is omniscient. You're trusting in a God who is perfect in all his ways. Hebrews 11:1, 1, that famous verse says, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That is to say that faith is believing that God is telling the truth. That to believe that God can be trusted and that what he says he will do, he will do. And what he does is perfect in all its ways. And so that is the kind of faith that we as Christians have been called to. That we have been called to become, to be people of faith. But you know, to be people of faith, there are certain things that we need as a foundation to help us to walk a journey of faith, to help us to walk in faith. And the first thing that we need is that we offer that in order for us to walk this journey of faith, that we need a relationship with God. That to be a faith-filled person, a faithful person, you need a relationship with God. And I know for maybe for many of us watching right now, you have, you have given your life to Christ. So that's where it starts really, that you come to know God, that you ask Jesus Christ to be your, your saviour. And that really is the basis of our faith. And relationship is not just a once-in-a-lifetime occurrence. A relationship is something that you, you work on. And so to have a relationship with God means that actually you are speaking to God and God is speaking to you. 
But not just do we need a relationship with God, we need to be able to trust God's word, to trust his word as truth. And to trust his word as truth, we need to know his word. That actually when we go to the word of God, we read the word of God and we know the word of God and we trust the word of God as truth. The Bible says in John 17, 17, it says, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. That actually it goes beyond just having a head knowledge to actually having your heart alive in God as you read his word. And so that we need a relationship with God. We need to trust God. Then we need to go beyond that in that we need that, that, that word of God needs to be displayed in our actions where the Bible says faith without works is dead. So what God is really calling us to is that it's one thing to have head knowledge of his word, but actually we need to then walk, work it out and walk it out so that it's actually seen in our actions. But when you think about it, you know, it's easier said than done. Because we live in a world where there are lots of trials and tribulations, there are lots of difficulties. And, you know, these tr when trials come, yes, you might start off having faith and then the trials come. And before you know it, the doubts begin to set in and the, the unbelief begins to set in. But the thing is that trials come to us all because we live in a fallen world. So trials do come to us all. And especially right now that we are walking through a pandemic, I think it's fair to say that most people are facing a tough time right now. And so maybe as you're walking through uh, us, the season that we're in right now, you are finding things tough and you are finding yourself doubting and maybe your faith wobbling a little bit and it's normal. Well, you see, as I was reading the Bible, you know, you go through the Bible and there's so many examples of people who faced trials. Some people faced trials and didn't come out of it too well. But there are so many examples of people who faced trials and actually they walked that journey really well. And so I want to talk to us about one such person, and that is a woman called Jochebed. And, you know, Jochebed, I read to you from Exodus as we started out, the, you know, just the story of how she had to give, put her baby, um, make, make a little basket for a baby. But let me just put it into context here. So in Exodus chapter 1, it tells us that the people of um, Israel, the Israelites were living in Egypt. They had come to Egypt from, from, you know, when Jacob, when Joseph was around and he had brought them into Egypt. And they had lived in Egypt alongside the Egyptians so well. But after so many years, there was a Pharaoh who didn't actually know the history of the Israelites. And so before you knew it, he began to look at these people and thinking they are so strong, they are growing so mighty. And he was afraid. And because he was afraid, he decided to enslave the people of Israel. He decided to enslave every single one of the Israelites. He laid on them heavy burdens. They were oppressed. Their lives were bitter, the Bible tells us. But the interesting thing is, is that the more that he oppressed them, the more that they multiplied. It's almost as if the more that there was persecution, the more that they thrived. But the, and as the Egyptians saw that the Israelites were thriving, they dreaded it. And so what the Pharaoh then did, he said, you know what, I'm going to get, he asked the midwives who would go and deliver the children that whenever they gave birth to a male child, I want you to kill that child. Well, the Bible tells us that the midwives feared God, so they wouldn't do it. And so because they wouldn't do it, the, the Pharaoh had to have another, he had to have another plan. So this was like plan C now. And so he told all the Egyptians that basically if you come across any Israelite who has given birth to a baby boy, you were to take the baby and you were to throw it into the Nile. You were to basically kill the child. Well, it is into this time in history that Jochebed finds herself pregnant. I mean, what a time to find out that you're pregnant. 
And so Jochebed would have gone through so many trials. And the more you think about it, you know, a pregnant woman, one of the trials that she would have faced would have been physical. That being pregnant and being a slave. Now, the thing here is this. There was no maternity leave. There was nothing about her going to sit down and put her feet up. She would have had to work as a slave up until the very last moment when she was going to give birth. And that would have been hard, hard labor when you're pregnant. So not only was her trial physical, her trial was emotional as well. Because she would have known that the whole, you know, the whole history and the whole story and the whole narrative right now is that if you give birth to a baby boy, the baby boy will be taken and killed. So can you imagine the emotional turmoil that she would have been going through? Joy at the fact that she is pregnant and she's going to have a baby, but sadness that actually if this turns out to be a boy, I'm going to lose my baby boy. I cannot, I mean, as a mother, I can't think of anything worse to just be pregnant and be wondering what on earth is going to happen at the end of this. But not only did she have physical trials or emotional trials, she would have had psychological trials. Just the anxiety alone. The anxiety of being, you know, found out by the Egyptians that you've had a baby and they were going to take the baby off you. So that every time an Egyptian came near you, you, were, you know, the anxiety would probably grip you. But in addition to that, she may have also had spiritual trials as well. Because she was an Israelite, she, had, she knew about the promises to, that God had given to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob. She must have been thinking, Lord, you've had all these promises for us, for my people. How come we are in slavery? And you know, you might be hearing her story right now and wondering, actually, how did she navigate all that? That was huge. The, the, the more you think about it, the more you realize that this was kind of a huge deal. How did she cope? How did she navigate it? Well, the Bible tells us that she coped and she did it all by faith. Hebrews 11 and verse 23 says that. It says, by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw that the child was beautiful and they were not afraid of the king's edict. She hid him by faith. Everything Jochebed did, she did by faith. What an outstanding woman. But you see, a time came when she could hide him no more. Moses was now three months old. I mean, I don't really know how you can hide a three-month-old baby. I mean, my boys had a pair of lungs on them. They would scream so loudly, somebody's going to find out. But she managed to keep him hidden for three months. But the time came when she couldn't hide him anymore. And that required her to take another step of faith. And so she made the basket, she covered it in bitumen and tar so that it would, you know, be, be sealed. And then she laid her new baby in this basket, laid the baby in the basket and then had to take the baby in the basket to the river and put this child on the river. And then the Bible tells us that she put, she left his sister there, Miriam, to watch over him. And, you know, the more you think about this, you know, this woman having what would have been going through her mind as she made that journey to the river to put the child on the river, what would she have been thinking of? Now, I can't really imagine it. And you're probably thinking, I've got my trials, but nothing compared to that. But the truth is that we all have trials. Our trials may not be slavery as it was in those days. And our children might not be at threat as they were in those days. But we all have our stories of trials that we have had to walk through. Maybe your trial right now is physical. Maybe in the sense that maybe you are battling with ill health. Maybe you've just got a diagnosis and you're not exactly sure where that came from. It's knocked you for six. Or maybe your trial is chronic ill health where you're thinking, surely by now I should be better, but things just seem to be getting worse. Or maybe you're 
physical trial right now is COVID. And you're wondering actually how is this going to play out? For some of you, your trial might not be physical, but it might be emotional. Because I know that this whole COVID pandemic period, many have lost parents, friends, partners, husbands, children. And that's hard. And you're probably grieving right now and going through such a, a roller coaster of emotions. For some of you, it's the fact that you've not seen your loved one or hugged them in such a long time. And that can be difficult. Just the isolation, it's not normal. And God sees and he hears that. And maybe just the physical trials and the emotional trials have actually led you to have psychological trials as well, where you just feel as if you're walking under a cloud every single day. And you just feel the depression just overtaking you. And it's no wonder that sometimes when all these things are going on, you begin to, you begin to question and, and you begin to think, actually, did God really say? And you begin to doubt God. You have spiritual trials. And it's not unusual. But I know that we serve a God who hears and who sees and who is there for us. And that he will be there for you in Jesus' name. You know, I said you might be walking through your trials. But I know that I walked through my own trials. You know, um, like I said, we've got two young boys, um, two grown-up boys. But when my boys were younger, we were living in South London. We were serving in a church there. And I really, you know, my husband and I really felt that God wanted us to move with the pastor there who was going to plant a church in North London to help with the church plant. And so we were all excited about it. We prayed about it. We sought God. And it was so clear that this is what God wanted us to do. And so it is, we packed up our bags and we moved from South London, where I did have some sort of social support system, to North London, where we knew no one. But we were excited because we were doing God's work. But as we got to North London, as we began to serve in the church, we just began to realize that things were getting so difficult financially for us as a family. You know, two young children, my, kid, my boys are 16 months apart, so I had two children under the ages of two at that time that we moved to, plant, to help with the church plant. Not just that, I was working full-time, my husband was working full-time. And every month, it was so difficult to make ends meet. We never quite knew where our, you know, where our rent was going to come from. And every time we thought about it, you know, especially me, I would think, I think, but Lord, we've come here to do your work. We've come here to serve you. I don't understand why things are so difficult. Things were so difficult to the extent that I rarely bought my children anything new. Every Saturday, I'd get up and I'd have to trail through boot fairs and boot sales just to find clothes and, and toys for them to play with. And, you know, it got to the point there was one day I had two pounds left, nothing in the bank account, two pounds left on me and no food in the house. And I remember taking the two pounds to the butcher who knew me and said, what can you do for two pounds? And he must have just taken pity on me and put some scraps of meat in a bag and he gave it to me. And I'm sure it's probably something he was gonna throw away. I remember sitting at home and thinking, okay, I can make something out of this, but just really my heart's cry was, Lord, I don't understand. This is just so difficult. But there's one thing I know that every single time it felt as if we came to the edge, God came through. That there was not a single time that God let us down. That every month and just when we thought that, you know, there was nothing we could do, something, there was a breakthrough, something happened. And so I so believe in a God who comes to you on the journey. You know, the road of faith goes through crises of life. But if we, as children of the cross, 
If we just walk those crises with Christ on our side, then the cross meets us at the point of our crisis. And every single time, that is what God did for me. And I give him the glory for it. But you see, as I've been telling to, talking to you about the story of Jochebed, the story did not end with a basket on the river. Because you see, when you take a step of faith, God always rewards you for that step. There are rewards when you take a step of faith. And Jochebed knew the rewards of that step of faith that she took. Because as the basket began to flow down the river, you know, one of the rewards that she noticed was actually her baby was protected. That actually her baby knew the protection of God. Because as the, as the basket was on the river and Moses was floating away, I'm, I'm beginning to believe that Jochebed just couldn't bear to stay there and watch. So she left her daughter Miriam to watch. And just at that particular time, the Pharaoh's daughter came and she saw the basket. A lot of people will call it coincidence, but no, it's not coincidence. This is God's providence. God aligned it so that as that basket was floating down the river, that the, that, that the princess will be there. She will see it. She will pick it up. As she opened the lid of the basket, Moses cried. She had compassion for him. This was God, God's protection over that child. And as she looked at him and she, she you know, she had compassion on him. And it just goes to prove that God really does care for us. I mean, the Bible says a thousand will fall by your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. And that is very much what God did for Moses, that he protected him. But not just that, in the rewards of faith, there are promises that God will fulfill over your life. Because you see, Moses grew up. He grew up, he grew up in Pharaoh's house, but here, here, here there's... God had promised that the children of Israel will be protected. They will be brought out. And Moses was the one that God used to bring them out of Egypt on their way to the promised land. So the promises that God made to them very many years before, he began to fulfill in the life of Moses. And God does that. That the promises he has made over our lives, he's, he's not forgetting them there. Yes, he will fulfill them in our lives. The Bible says, for I know the plans I have for you. Said, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. That whatever God has promised to do, he will do in Jesus' name. But you see, between the protection and the promises was the provision of God. What an amazing thing. The provision of God. Because Jochebed took a step of faith. And as that queen or that princess looked at the baby Miriam comes and she says do you want me to go and get one of the Hebrew women to come and look after him the princess says yes please she runs and she gets her mom to come and look after her own child and she hands Moses back to her and Jochebed has a she has a privilege of bringing up bonding with her own child not only does she bond with him she teaches him the way of God the ways of God she teaches him the history of his people he grows up knowing who he is that he is a Hebrew not an Egyptian she teaches him the way of God and I just want to say something to moms right now very quickly that you know as you bring your children up don't forget to teach them the way of God. Teach them that God loves them from such an early age. Jochebed could not believe it, that the child that she thought that she had to give up, she gets back. And not just that, she gets paid to look after her own child. I mean, it was something beyond her wildest dreams that she did, that she gets paid to look after her own child. And God provides for us. And actually God says that he will supply our every need according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. And that's my prayer for you today, 
that you know this Mother's Day that you too like Jochebed with no protection with no provision with no God's promises there is a song by Maverick City that I love so much called Promises and in that song the, I, I just love the lyrics I love the tune I love the refrain as they sing it over and over again and there's you know there's there's a verse in that song that says I put my faith in Jesus he's my anchor to the ground he's my hope and my firm foundation and he will never never let me down and so I want to pray over you today that as you take a step of faith, as you take this journey of faith, that you will know the faithfulness of a good, good God, that you will know his promises over your life, that you will know his power, that you will know the wisdom and the goodness of God, and that you will know the protection over you. And that as you begin to walk this walk, that every single promise that God has made over your life, that it will be fulfilled in the name of Jesus. For as many who are walking through difficult seasons right now, I pray that God will see you through, that he will protect you, he will provide for you, and that he will bless you abundantly in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen and amen. God bless you all. The rewards of faith, protection, provision, and promises. We serve a faithful God, a reliable, consistent God who doesn't change. Promises remain the same. His provision remains the same. His protection, saying to a Moses in a basket as it is to us today. Before we sing a song of worship and then we're going to do a little thing at the end with well, a big thing at the end to honor mums and women in the house. I just want to give opportunity to anyone who's watching online or anyone here in the room with me here to say, if you've never tapped into this promise, anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. He'll save you from yourself. He'll save you from this evil generation. He'll save you from hell. He's a God who saves it's a promise and in that promise he then provides for you in Christ and he gives you protection by the blood of Jesus that means you're clean you're righteous you're whole I'm going to pray a prayer and if any of you have never prayed this prayer before or maybe for some and I think this last this next part we're going to see people on a whole nother level who once walked with Jesus this might be you online right now you're watching You've gone away from God. Or you might be in the room here. You've gone away from God. You can use this prayer too to come back. To come back, to return to the Father's house, to the Father. And I'm going to pray a prayer for you. You can pray it as well. Just pray it in your mind. Pray it in your heart. And afterwards, when I've said amen, if you prayed that prayer first time or recommitments, let us know online. Put a like, put your name contact there on YouTube or Facebook. If you're in the room here, I'm going to ask for you to raise your hand after I pray, and I'd like a little bit more light in the room to be able to see that as well. But you can pray this prayer. No need to pray it out loud, but God hears your heart. Wherever you are, say this after me. Lord Jesus, today I choose you as my leader and Lord. Thank you for your promise that if I call on you, if I believe in you, you hear me. 
Bring me into your family now. Secure my destiny. Fill me with your spirit. Jesus Christ, my Lord. In your name I pray. Amen. I'm still in the room with our heads bowed, eyes closed. Those of you online, you can put those points of contact there on YouTube or Facebook. But with anyone here in the room, say, yeah, today I prayed that first time or recommitment. Would you just raise your hands so we can celebrate with you? Anybody here that can see you? Say yes. Today I decided to follow Jesus, started to follow Jesus. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Praise God. Anybody else before I finish and then we're going to carry on? Come on, let's give God a round of applause. Those of you online, if you made that decision, great decision. Let's say we're going to sing another song of worship, then we're going to honor women and mum in the house. And then we'll finish our service today. Hey, this afternoon, my wife and I, we're going to get our vaccination, 2 o'clock. So can I just say to all of you, we believe that God has sped things up so that the scientific community can do what they've done, and we thank God for that. And so we would highly recommend every single one of you. We can't command anyone, but it's your choice. But go and do it to love your neighbor, to love yourself. Go and do it, and let's celebrate what God has done, we believe, in causing this vaccination to be available. Uh, pray for us, and we don't have too many side effects as well this afternoon at 2 o'clock. Uh, hey, we love and appreciate you. If you're in the room, let's stand and sing this last song. Wherever you are online, you can stand too, and then stay around as we celebrate mums and women. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We pray it's been a blessing to you. Why not share it with your friends and family through social media? If you're not on the regular podcast list, then why don't you subscribe? Thank you especially to those that give. If you want to give to this ministry, you can go to our website, thec3.uk slash giving and get involved. God bless you.